You're listening to Think. It's like Think, but with an M instead of an N. A podcast for learning. A podcast where uh, you learn, but we don't, right? Yeah, in Chicago. Cincinnati's number one. Chicago and Cincinnati's number one educationalist podcast. Chicago style podcast. Damn, real deep. Real deep. Uh, And thick. I'm your host, Nicholas Rue. I'm your co-host, Paul Vine. And with us, we have a returning champion and a temporary audio guy, John Massey. Yep. Audio audio guy here, checking in. Perennial sick, in. sickness haver. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the haver of sickness. America's number one cold specialist. <laughs> Currently, I would say I'm better at any better at having a cold than anybody else in America right now. I think I'm doing this better than anybody's ever done it. Yeah, I think so too. I'm gonna try something here. In terms of uh, Dayquil, your day is like the summer solstice because it's the longest, most quill. A lot of you've had a lot of Dayquil. I've had I've had some. Yeah, quite some. a bit. Quite a bit. <laughs> right. Bad joke. My, my man has drank Dayquil. And this the pills? Yeah, this little fella has, has imbibed some of that good good orange liquid. And the pills? And the pills. You wash down the pills with the liquid day quill and you feel momentarily uh, healthy. Oh man, I <laughs> you know what I do actually is I I crush the pills in a mortar and pestle, yeah. put them in a pan, and then I, I fry them briefly and then I um glaze them with the liquid day quill. Oh that's for like, I, I you do know, like a thick kind of sauce I poured over pancakes. That's I mean Oh my god. You wanna know how I make the pancakes? <laughs> I would love to. Orange orange chicken, but instead of orange sauce it's day quill. Day quill? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That sounds like a like people like to say that Chinese food is healthier for you, but I think it could be healthier. Uh, wait, what? What? <laughs> explain explain people, the previous stir, things stir you fry. said. Like stir, stir fry. fry, yes. People say it's like healthy for you. Okay. It's like a little bit of fat. It's okay. That, and that's the like sentence of saying stir fry is healthy for you makes way well, more sense Chinese, to me. Yes, yeah, sorry, not like American Chinese food where it's just like here we put like a hundred pounds of sugar in a brown sauce. Uh-huh. Which I love. It's good. It's so very good. good. But it's it's not like you know. Every time I go to a mall, I go to the Chinese place in the food court mm. and then i get like a three part entree where with the lo mein oh, so i get like the general salads the orange chicken maybe the sesame chicken too and then some lo mein and i just sit alone in the food court and it's a weird feeling because it's just like if you go to kenwood especially it's just like cool teenagers and they're like definitely making fun of you oh yeah I, yeah, the best case scenario is that they're terrified of you, yeah, right? which isn't right because like, you've you, got that Chinese food in front of you that ain't happening. Because you're eating so much Chinese food, you're too healthy. You're yeah. too, you've become too powerful, and the teens are afraid. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, because they're like, if we piss him off, he's gonna march into my favorite store, Spencer's Gifts, and, and just destroy. He's it. gonna wreck the place. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna buy up all the edible panties they oh, have. In the there won't be a goddamn novelty bong left in the whole mall. <laughs> If we upset this My fucker. sublime hats. <laughs> Stop. It's just a pot leaf. I got Indian food in a mall the other day. What mall has Indian food? Uh, it was the Greenwood Mall in Indiana. southern Indiana. Oh, so it's where, kind of an where, exotic. Yeah, our, our, our car had broken down and we went to the mall. Was it Indian food or was it Indiana food? No, it was And Indian. you were just sick and just confused. No, right. I wasn't sick at this time. You are really listening to Think now. You're definitely listening to it now. 
Um, hey, exciting news for uh, regular listeners. We've, uh, I don't know if you two noticed when you came in here to record, but we've been telling the uh, story, the saga of the apartment across the street that is constantly playing possibly Coldplay on TV 24 hours a day. Oh, yeah. And I've never seen anyone in there. Well, I'll give you a brief update. So last week, I saw someone in there. It was the daytime. It was dark inside. I could make out a shape, but I wasn't sure what was going on. I looked yesterday, and I saw boxes in there, and it seemed noticeably more empty. I still don't see anyone in there, though. Today, it's completely empty. There's nothing left in that apartment. Chris Martin? Chris Martin of Coldplay? Yes, he's he's moving out. Yes, he is trapped that in the TV. That reminds me of, of this uh, Roberto Bolaño book that yes. I, I've been reading. It's like a thing uh, that I, I love it's Robert a, Banjo. It thing that, it's, it's a thing that would happen in this like very intentionally like macho, obscure literature. It was just like, I, across the street, there were boxes. Then when he looked the next day, the apartment was empty. <laughs> I'm going to miss the cold play on TV all the time. I mean, what you if just, you wake up tomorrow and the box is fucking here? back? Like everything is perfectly where it was. Oh, I was thinking yeah. Coldplay's on your television, oh. and the boxes are the like the next day after that, the boxes appear. Like in your Chris apartment. Martin is just trapped in TVs and moving from one TV yes, to like, another. Like God. Crush from JoJo's travels yeah. through Liquid. Chris Martin can only travel through your televisions. So last week, as we talked about, we. Kind of got onto Atlantic City. And Philadelphia crime family. The Philadelphia also known family. as the Philly mob or the Philly mafia. Or So I'm excited to talk about, really the names are the big thing, I think. Because like reading all this stuff about the crime family. because Every single person has a super Italian name and then they also have a like very cool short nickname or that is lame. tangentially related. Really lame nickname. Lame? Yeah, like, there's a guy whose name was like Big Nose. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, that was the funniest thing reading this is just, like, the names are, like, all, like, Giuseppe Scarafo. And it's, like, they call him Joseph. You did not do that in Italian accent. You did that in the JoJo's, like, Japanese-Italian. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. John Givan. Um, One thing we did bet on was, uh, this started, John, with us mm. talking about... Uh, Philip the Testa Man Chicken. Wait, Philip the Chicken Man Testa. Oh, yeah, yeah. As f- mentioned in, in the, the Bruce Springsteen. Yes. yes. They blew up the Chicken Man film last night. We were trying to decide whether or not he would, um, if his name came from him working in chicken or if it was because he looked like a chicken. We were trying to figure out where. Yeah. Oh. I think I settled on he looked like a chicken because I thought that would be funny. Uh-huh. And I said, think I said worked in chicken. Now, the here's the thing that I found. We're both right. Yeah, he did have a really bad case of the chicken pox, apparently, and he looks... Uh, my man looks bad. Yeah, he has pock marks from, like, unhealed sores all over his face. Oh, you can't even... You shouldn't even be making fun of, of that. That's just a thing that happens. No, yeah, yeah it's, it's, you know, but yeah, it's rough. yeah, that looks like... Well, apparently, that's partially where it came from, and he worked in poultry. Yeah, that, the, like, the, the yeah, quote well, you're from kinda, Wikipedia... You kind of got it, got it coming to you at is, that point. Nick Testa's nickname came from his involvement in a poultry business, which mm-hmm. is a funny way to say that. Yeah. Involvement in a poultry business could literally, that could encompass the widest well, possible range of activities. <laughs> they talk about him at one point and they say like he, he didn't have an official job and his income. He was a uh, like occupational gambler. They said that was where all his money came from. So I don't think the guy ever actually had like a job job. He just like did mafia shit 
and then yeah. would say like, "Oh, I'm in the poultry. I'm involved in yeah, the poultry I, I'm, business. I'm implicated in the poultry business." And very, I mean, yeah. I feel like this was, used to be a much more common thing: is that you'd get people who were just like, who were vaguely involved in some sphere of activity, but without necessarily. Like really, they were just making money illegally. Yes, but it was just like, oh, I'm I'm involved with non-ferrous metals or whatever. You know, I'm 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 kind of in that in that line of work. Yeah, you know, I, I dabble in the metals. So what I will say about Philip Testa? Well, let's. I don't think we should get to him yet. I'll, I think because I think we should start with Bruno. Yeah, Bruno. Bruno. Because the thing about the chicken man is is that he matters way less in context than everything else. Yeah, that's the thing that's actually really interesting about the whole crime family is like they started in what, 1911? And it's just like a bunch of Italians who got together and hung out. Nobody really knows or cares about it until late 50s, early 60s with. Yeah, it seemed like a, a bunch of Italians came to Philadelphia. Right. They started doing crimes. You know, you're... As, uh, well... <laughs> oh, and now. <laughs> as, uh, as, as you do in Philadelphia. As, Phila- as, as the Philadelphians are known to do. Okay, I'll allow it. Phil- yeah. Philadelphians We're racist love against Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, no one in Philadelphia listens to this. Did you see what And if you do send your angry letters to thimpthepodcast at gmail.com, which is now a functioning email address. Oh. Well, yeah. I was going to say you could send it to Mike DeWine now that you have a new governor. Uh, we forward everything to Mike DeWine. Okay, yeah. yeah, we make it's it, all going sure. to Mike DeWine, so any sort of like a horrid shit you want to mail this podcast, just mail it to me. It's going straight afterwards to Mike yeah. DeWine. All right. So, but yeah. So they, they start doing the, the crimes. And then the people in Italy are like, hey, pretty cool crimes you're doing. <laughs> it's a shame if anything were to happen to No, they're just crime. like, keep that up. <laughs> yeah, keep keep on like that. Keep on doing crimes. Uh, there was a main guy early. We're talking uh, up to like 1930s. There was a guy, Sabella. Did you read about Sabella? Salvatore Sabella. He's yeah. like the founder. Yeah, beautiful name. That's like a... That's oh, like, so, sorry, Salvatore. 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 Yeah, he was like, hey, we're in Philadelphia. Let's do some crimes. And then he retired in the 30s. Which is amazing because, like, usually don't retire. No, you can just retire in the 30s from crime where he's like, I don't feel like bootlegging anymore. That was, it's so quaint. It's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm putting in my two weeks for crime. Just like, this will be my last couple, you know, the proverbial last job, you know. Well, it's, but that's cool because, like, as you go on, most of these dudes don't get to retire. Yeah. Most, most of these dudes die or get arrested. Yeah, it goes straight to, like, I think the point that it peaks that we're going to get to was the murder of, was it 30 or 40 oh, mob members? Oh, I I didn't get to that You part. didn't get to, Okay, that's... I missed it. So I focused mostly on the 60s and like 80s. On. Okay, so we'll get... Let's get there. Let's get to... So if you want to start with the, the background. Yeah. Um. So after Sabella retired, there was... He had two top lieutenants, John Avena and Giuseppe Dovi, which I'm sure I'm saying all of these wrong. Giuseppe also, was nicknamed Joseph. We That's get, the thing that I saw. Was yeah. that like anybody who's Giuseppe, they were like, yeah, he's just Joseph. Yeah, it's Joseph. Giuseppe is Joseph. That's why Buca de Beppo is so funny. Yeah, because it's Joe's hole. Yeah. We talked about <laughs> because this. Beppo. Because Beppo. Because <laughs> Beppo. I mean, it's, it's like a fun way to say Giuseppe. Anyway, uh, yeah, they uh, had a five year war, which ended with one of them dead. And uh, the one, <laughs> of course. You know. And one, the one that died was John Avena. Giuseppe. Um, 
who started going by Joe Bruno. Uh, Joe be- Bruno. Became the boss of the Philadelphia Oh, family. John Avina was Big Nose, by the way. Oh, that was Big Nose? He was John Big Nose Avina. Well, Dead Nose, after the five-year war. Yeah, he, he did get Damn. Him. Yeah, he got, he got Joe got Bruno him. got him. Because, yeah. you know, his friends with back when uh, New York had the five families, and the, he was in good with Chicago. The Chicago outfit. So wait, are, are these so these different mafias are not affiliated with one another? They so, loosely. Yeah, loosely, okay. there were five crime families in New York that were like popular, smaller ones, but they didn't really. There were five majors, but there were five majors, and they formed the. They call themselves like the commission, or the association, the, the association. Yeah. They, they had <laughs> a couple different like names. It. So basically, all, all these. Um, I'm just going to lean into it. I'll be the bad one. All these Italians come from Italy, and then they go to different places. It'd be weird if the Italians came from, like, Russia. Uh, Sure. Stranger things have happened. Um, And then they set up, like, crime, and they do some crimes, and then they start talking back to, like, Italy. They talk to the people in Sicily, the main, like, mafia. Yeah. And then, basically, that mafia says, like, yeah, we like what you're doing. Like, we respect you. And we approve of you being, like, the crime in town. And then they kind of get, like, there's an agreement. And so Chicago had the Chicago outfit, which was basically, like, the Italy-approved, like, criminals in Chicago. I see. New York had five families, or five different crime families, that basically, like, were constantly back and forth, but kind of collaborating. And, you know, New York's a dense town. It was a thing like ISPs, where they were just like, it'll be bad if we compete against each other, actually. So we'll just kind of, like, divide it up. And obviously there's, like, okay. some, you know, right, low-level like, plays. But there's it's pretty yeah. much, like, if you make a move against somebody else and it's not sanctioned, that's bad. I see. That's, yeah, like, that a re- that's like, a recurring thing. Is that, like... And these are all operating under the, <clears throat> the ages of the of the Sicilian mob, then? I, I think... Or, I mean, no. it's also... Well, is it unclear? There's like communication. It's also like the the 30s and the 40s at this point, so things yeah. are like a little less like yeah, it's a little people rough. travel back and forth. They had like means of communication. Italy had but, a whole, you know, fascism. Yeah, they had. Oops, we did a fascism. <laughs> oops, oops, all fascism. They had their whole thing, so America just kind of like ran wild with its okay, crime because sure. you know they had to. They were on rations. They were on a crime ration, so you really had to cut yeah, back. Right. There was yeah, no, that's true. You know, a lot of the women had to start doing the crimes and the shakedowns and the illegal gambling. The yeah, you remember that, that that famous poster of, uh, like, Rosie the Riveter flexing, and it just says, you can do it. A crime, that is. <laughs> She's, like, holding a wrench in her hand, and it's like, yeah. you'll five fucking grand. Yeah, the, rent, the wrench is, like, Ben Garrison-styled labeled crimes. <laughs> So, uh, eventually, they did a bunch of crimes through uh, <laughs> 1946, and then guess what? We got another crime boss. Died of natural causes in a hospital. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that... Wait, I don't know. Maybe that actually did happen. I think it did, because like, if he didn't, you would probably know. Yeah. Because somebody sure. would have probably come up late. That's another thing. It's like people, like, 30 years later, will just like be in an interview and be like, either out of like not caring anymore, or just like maybe de- brought on by dementia would just like yeah i did it i definitely murdered that person yeah i whacked this i whacked <clears throat> johnny the big nose and- yeah um so this is um the next period a guy named joseph nickname joe ida 
he takes over. Um, he's real close to uh, the Genovese family, which is one of the ones oh. in New York. Yeah, I've heard of the Genovese's. And um, at this point, they're getting more and more uh, uh, power. There's more and more crimes for them to do. They get Atlantic City. They start getting into South. They, they just take it. They yeah, just take they take Atlantic South City. Jersey. They well, take that's all a big crimes. thing. Is like the New York Wait. family kind of stayed out. Like uh-huh. the New York family stayed out of Jersey for the most part. I see. Until like later, but like. So now, where's Atlantic City in Jersey? Uh, is it near Philly? Boardwalk. According to every Bruce Springsteen song I know, Atlantic City is. Uh, it has a boardwalk. Yeah, it's connected via boardwalk. To Philly. Yes. <laughs> well, not okay. anymore since the <laughs> since the, the dam yeah. got built. Uh, but Atlantic at the time, City is. Shot. I'm zooming out. I'm zooming out. Okay. Is good. like. Damn, it is about as far from Philadelphia as you can get in Jersey, but okay. like it is further from New York. Like it is southeast Jersey. Okay. Yeah. And somehow Jersey Jersey just like didn't really have their own crime family, it seems like, because like Philly and I mean what the fuck does Jersey have in right? it? Trenton? Well I think yeah, so the Philly mafia was like South Jersey and then New York kind of did northern. Yeah, eventually. It seems like a split, yeah. like a north south Korea. And so now that they had all these crimes going on, this is when they were um, officially given a seat at uh, the commission. It was the commission, not the oh. association. Yeah, that's what I said. Yes, that's what you said. Which is a. The I think I was thinking body. of a prog rock band. I think these. <laughs> I think association might be like what the five families, like the five families, might have called themselves. So wait, yes. is the commission the national body yes, of national crime? mafia body? Yes. Oh man, that must be a fun, fun meeting. Well, uh, when this happened, Uh-oh. there was a, a big meeting that was raided by law enforcement. Nice. And over sixty mafioso were arrested and indicted. Uh, the main guy, the head of the Philly crime family, Ida. He, Ida. Yeah. Joe. Joe. Ida. Ida. Um, he was. Uh, That's. Sorry, go on. He was named in the indictment, and then he fled back to Sicily. Yeah, and the guy who took over for him is. This is one of the things I do remember because his nickname is Mister Miggs. <laughs> guess what? Guess what? His first and last name are that led him to getting the nickname Mister Miggs. Joseph Mix. No, it's Antonio Polina because or Palina. I don't know how you say it. Antonio Polina. Because uh, yeah, you know, you naturally get Migs from that. I I feel like Mister Migs is the name of like an old woman's cat and children. <laughs> the, and the best part is you get no info. Like if you try to go to the Wikipedia, you get like a born and da- die. Yeah, it's just like he was. The temporary the head yeah. of the Philadelphia crime. Yeah, I always love to see that. And the funny thing about the other guy named what was it? A-I-D-A, Aida? Aida? Yeah, that's like an opera by Giuseppe Verdi. Mm-hmm. Or Just, Joey Verdi. Yeah. Joey Green. Joey Green. <laughs> Joey Green. <laughs> so, after uh, one guy ran, Ida ran, Mr. Miggs takes over. Mr. Miggs Mr. gets demoted Miggs. pretty quickly. Yeah, he did not do good. I guess he just didn't do... He was like, all right, guys, ready to rob some liquor stores? They're like, we don't do those like, crimes. Would, so These aren't the kind of crimes that we're doing here. Yeah. This is when you get to the good boy. This is like best mafia boy. Okay. Like, yeah, America's golden, top mafia boy. Yeah, this is the golden boy of Philadelphia crime. His name is the beautiful Angelo Bruno. Nah. And he is, in terms of um, being a member of the mafia, an angel. He's maybe the closest. So there's a thing that keeps coming up in this, which is like the ideas that 
Americans, especially now, have of the mafia, of this like extremely honor bound and like all this other like they do this shit for their families because of stuff like the Sopranos and the Godfather and like all these like mafia movies and pop culture that is kind of just made up. Like a lot of that well, stuff is just completely from what made I up. read about that was that. It was like mainstream adopted after the release of the Godfather uh, book and movie, but it was like loosely based on what the Genovese crime family was doing, like what this New York, this one New York family was doing. But then it be, but it was like very isolated. Yeah, it was and then not, because the book did so well, yeah, the mafia guys were like, hell yeah, that sounds fucking cool. Let's do it that way. Because like I don't, it's like I could be a criminal, which is what I am, but also I. I could have been a contender. Yes. Because the way that um, I found the highest structure of the mafia, at least the Philadelphia mafia, it seems like the American mafia is structured, is that you have your boss at the top, and then um, below him is the underboss, but then adjacent to him is, do you know how to say it? Capos? No, it's not a capo. It's consigliere. Like, yeah, consigliere. Ah. Which was a term that only started really to be used after The Godfather. But that was basically uh. the person who, like, um, the boss consulted with. And then below them were the capos. Yeah, and then I it think. branched off into the yeah, capos. Yeah, because capos then, were, like, you know, like, party leader. Yeah, they were the people that, like, acted in accordance with the thing, with, the like, the wishes of the boss. But basically, like, the boss would make the decisions... The only person that was allowed to actually argue with him without facing some sort of like retribution was the say it again consigliere. 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 Ah. They were like encouraged to argue with the boss, even though they didn't have any like functional power. Very dialectical of like let's argue about this and come to the best yeah. solution. That's interesting. That was their job, and then the underboss, which the underboss, from what I'm reading about this, seems like the fucking weak point. Because it's always the underboss that, like... It's almost always the underboss that's just like, I... How about we just kill that guy instead? Well, I don't like him. Let's, <laughs> let's whack him. It feels yeah. like... Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that is interesting about this, is it's just, like, a lesson in the the gaining of power, you know? And like Yeah. And there's... <sighs> well, and this is where shit's about to get, like, um, more... <clears throat> complicated and way more of a Scorsese movie because uh-huh. right now we are at uh, 1959 and so for all the years of crime in Philadelphia so far pretty much it's just been like someone dies someone gets sick they retire the next like capable person takes over yeah or they get arrested yeah. sometimes it's the next capable person takes over yeah now we have the the beautiful period of Angelo Bruno but I got to tell you, after this, like, nice time, it's going to get real dark. Real dark. Yeah, this is, this is like, uh, beginning of the dark night before, like, you know, it's always... Before it gets it's really like the fucking brutal, man. It's like the beginning of the evening when it's, like, still bright out, and then yeah. you wait, like, a couple hours, and then it's like... It's dark. Well, it's night. Yeah. yeah. So the whole thing about Bruno. Did you read about Bruno? A little bit, like like highlights. Again, I didn't get a chance to read super deep into this, but mm-hmm. like, uh, so Bruno had been involved in like the Philadelphia mob for a while. He grew up there. He was like an older man at this point. He was really tight with. He was like one of the best friends with uh, some of the mafia members in uh, New York. Yeah, the Gambino. Yeah, Carlo the, Gambino. Yeah, Carlo Gambino. 
Um, so everyone effectively just like respected the idea of him as uh, the guy to take over. And um, he was just like n- nice. He, yeah. he, he didn't. He used as little violence as possible. Um, everything was mostly like I read one thing that talked about him as like kind of a grandfather figure. Yeah, like the thing that I saw was that like they basically stuck to labor racketeering, mm-hmm. loan sharking, the numbers game, which was really interesting. Do you know about the numbers no. game? The numbers game is fascinating. So the numbers game was like basically an illegitimate lottery where yeah. people just like pay very like you can pay like a penny. You yeah. can play for a penny. And it started in like According to like what I could find, it actually started in like a lot of like black neighborhoods in yeah. like New York, um, and in fact got like, a um, very unfortunate books nickname. about jazz. It's, yeah, um, it's like in Harlem in the '30s and '40s, it was like ubiquitous. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, referred to with uh, racial slur lottery um, because of hoop was known for playing it, but it was like a, yeah. a way for like poor people to like. So it's just a lottery? Yeah. And that's just what an it illegal is. lottery? Yeah. yeah and yeah. so what, people would go around, people would give some money. Yeah, because that's something else I was kind of curious about and also uh, re- reading up on this. <clears throat> was the idea of illegal gambling? Like, I get what illegal gambling is, but why is it Well, because it was, it was just illegal. Like, gambling in general. Yeah, it has illegal. to be, like, in a certain... But yeah, like, it's weird a, to me a, that, like... Because it's not like... I get why unregulated alcohol is illegal because yeah. you can't be sure that it's safe. But like illegal gambling is the exact same as legal. Well, gambling. and I think part of it was like, I feel like it's a thing where they made it illegal because they wanted to stop the crime families. Yeah. Mm. And mm. then maybe eventually realized that like, well, actually the better way to do this is just to make it illegal. And I think and cut off a lot of it's of that it could be really unfair. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. That was a big thing with the yeah, numbers the num- game. The numbers game was always illegal. Yeah, so who the num- won the numbers game? So what would happen originally? So like when it started, it was like this: the guys would go around to the city, collect money from people who wanted to participate. End of the day, they do a drawing. Uh, payout is like pretty high, like six hundred to one or something like that. It's like a pretty decent payout. Yeah. Um, but like so many people were playing it that like whoever was running it made bank off of it. And it originally used to be they would do it like bingo style, like they would roll a thing and pull it like they would pull lottery numbers for like the lottery now yeah but eventually people like either caught on to it was, it was being rigged or thought it was being rigged and so they decided to move to a completely like quote-unquote random numbers being drawn which they couldn't fully do so what they decided to do is like pseudo random numbers and what they would do is they would pick some numbers that would be published daily whether okay. it be stock prices whether it would be a big thing was uh, horse races. Yeah. So what they would uh, yeah. do is they would do the last digit in the dollars amount of the winning horse. Uh, it's like wins, places, shows or something. There were like three different levels. And what they would do is that that was the level of money that people had bet that day at the racetrack. Mm-hmm. And they would do those numbers. So, so, like, that would be the three-digit number So, that rather than just coming up with random numbers, they had a weird system well, of... Because, yeah. that way, because that way, the numbers couldn't be... You it couldn't be rigged it. by anybody. It's yeah. not like we're... You okay. know, if somebody's drawing, quote-unquote, random numbers, you can't be certain that that's not 
you know that those dice aren't loaded, so to speak. But if it's just a publicly because I was actually number, thinking, like, couldn't you just use dice? Right. But they could be loaded. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Whereas if you yeah, say like, this is something that anybody can verify that yeah. this is what it is, and nobody can influence the last digit of the. You know, it's like you can't rig that. Right. And then also, like, it's a thing that's publicly available, like pretty easily. Like, right. You just find a paper and look for it that's published in the paper, so you know that like nobody's doctoring it. There's no way to really mess with it. Right. Which is kind of fascinating. It's kind of ingenious, really, when you think of it. Um, yeah. All right. I see the merits of that. Not yeah. legal, though. And that was a big no. thing with... Which is why Angelo Bruno loved it. Yeah. And, and, like, also labor racketeering. Yeah. The whole thing where they would just take the... Uh, what is it? The, like, labor unions' health and welfare funds? Yeah. They just, like, rob... just take them? And it's it's thing, because I think about, like, how much modern America hates unions because of how corrupt they were. Yeah. And I'm wondering how much of that is due to like the actions of some like mafia families or like, like organized crime using like the unions beat. Like there were some stories of like the, the union heads getting whacked because they like did not do what the mafia wanted them to do as a way to like strong arm them in the future. Yeah. And it seems like in, in, in Philadelphia, in, the roofers union was big in yeah. Philly, and actually comes up later with talking about Testa. Yeah, and the um, service. Yeah, they industry. got a lot of roofs in Philly. <laughs> they got so many roofs. You're not gonna find a Most building without a roof out are, there. Most you know, average roofs, but Philly is fucking loaded with roofs. You yeah, don't even believe it. You know, I didn't find anything about them extorting the uh, cheese stakers union. No That's, way. Cheesesteakers weren't allowed to unionize. You are, are you kidding, kidding me. me. <laughs> You're right. Well, they controlled apparently like every single bar and restaurant. Or at least no. had a I would probably say the cheesesteakers are part of restaurant employees. I just figured they'd have their own. Thing yeah, here. that's true. Um, but the big thing with Bruno is that he didn't want to get involved in narcotics, right? Yes. Like that was like his. Which, as soon as I was reading sense. that, I was like, JoJo, like that's JoJo's yeah. is making a reference to this guy, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. He hated. Well, that was actually what led to his downfall, though. Right, because because uh, people wanted to get because like drugs, there was a lot of money in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this and was he, the '60s, right? Yeah, and he yeah didn't, he yeah didn't in want 1960 to get they were officially the Philadelphia family was officially recognized as the Bruno family. He had taken uh, over. It was like his fucking game to lose, and he lost it because he didn't like heroin. Yeah, it's like he did Sucker. not get he did not get into narcotics because he was afraid that like. People getting caught for it would go to jail for a long time, and that's bad for the members of the family. Yeah, so instead of, like, people would come to him and be like, let us sell heroin. He was like, no, I don't want you to go to jail. And they'd be like, but we'd make so much money. And he's like, go, like, go break some windows at the restaurant and get more money from them. And then people started to get frustrated about that, especially when... um, was it the Gambino family from New York? Yeah, he allowed them to sell drugs in Jersey. Yeah. Which was a big thing, because you weren't allowed to operate, like, again, in New York. Like, Wait, who led who to sell drugs in Jersey? The uh, Gambino family, one of the New York crime families, yeah. started selling drugs. Heroin. Yeah, heroin. Oh. In Jersey? Yeah, specifically, like, South Jersey, which is, like, that's, owned by... Yeah, that's Philly territory. Yes. And that was the thing, is you weren't allowed to do business oh. in another group's territory unless they let you, and Bruno let them. But he wouldn't let oh, his okay. own people sell drugs. Oh yeah, well that's gonna that's gonna bite. So you that's in the ass. part of why people were mad. Um, and then Gambino, like the head of the Gambino family, died. Died. Of, and and so uh, heart attack. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And so now you have in 1976, you have um, Bruno, where like the, 
part of the reason everyone trusted him was because he was close to Gambino, Gambino in the beginning. And now yeah. it's at a point where uh, everyone wants to sell heroin because it's the fucking 70s. And he's not Was letting... heroin big in the 70s? I thought heroin was mostly out of fashion by the, by the late 60s. But... I mean, I think it was heroin and then it gave way to coke. So maybe yeah. at this point they're more of on a, on a coke thing. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I guess coke was always like a rich people drug. Yeah. In a way. I mean, not that's a gross oversimplification. Yeah. But so the, the big thing here is that in response to like Gambino dying, one of the consigliaries, uh, Antonio Caponegro, Caponegro, um, who more importantly was nicknamed Tony Bananas. <laughs> he was Tony Hell Bananas. Yeah. Oh, I did not read that. Yes. I did not read Tony yes, Bananas. Tony Bananas uh, approached one of the Genovese family bosses, uh, Frank Thierry, and sought the commission's permission to kill Bruno and take over the family. Because uh-huh. that was the thing. Like, you can't do stuff without permission from the like national body. And oh, I see. There's, a, a, there's like a lot of mafia bureaucracy. Yes. And it's all like mostly murder-based. You yes. just have to get like a permit to kill someone. Yeah. Uh, stamped uh, in shall Sicily. we say license, license to kill. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I guess you uh, could. So the big thing here, though, is that uh, to- Tony, but Tony like Bananas, permit. which may or may not be the inspiration for the Hannah, they're not Hannah Montana, uh, Amanda Show <laughs> yeah. character, Tony Pajamas. Oh, is he like oh, a mafia guy? That. Uh, what is he a mafia guy? Yeah, yeah, he's, that's kind of his whole thing. He's that's like, gotta it's, be it's it. Pajamas. Uh, is he played by Drake Bell? Drake Bell. I don't yes. remember this at all. I remember the oh, one where they get. It was a good bit. They get. Yeah. They get one of the stuck in a car. Bits. They have to stay in a car, and then they realize that. The, oh yeah. The car oh, had man. the keys in it the that entire time. So mm. fucking funny. Yeah, it's we very just, good. We should just stop rolling this. Podcast. <laughs> just not just Amanda show. Yeah. <laughs> insert. Go ahead and just take a break here and insert a bunch of Amanda show clips. Pajamas. You're under arrest for stealing a bicycle. Who squealed on me? You did. We were watching the show. <laughs> ah, cripes. I, I gotta ask, um, Tony Bananas. Did they give? A, was he either crazy, involved in the banana business, and or resembled a banana? I don't think so. I think like it's unclear what his name was. He, I mean, I know what his name was. He's got to be a little crazy, right? Because he's the, like, he was the... Uh, oh, he was the son of a wealthy banana merchant. Okay. I feel like the, the, only, banana business. the only, like, literally the only people worse and sketchier than mobsters are, like, fucking, like, fruit magnets. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like, who's worse than the Philly mob? Well, like, maybe Chiquita Banana, yeah. you know? If you overthrow, uh, like, an island. Just, that's so <laughs> yeah. funny. This, like, I just now realized that like the thing when Trump said Tim Apple, that's just straight up how you got a nickname in the yeah. mafia. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, Tony Bananas went to Frank Thierry and said like, "Hey, let me kill Bruno, and you guys can like like we'll figure this out." Uh, Thierry lied. Yeah, told him like, "Sure, yeah, you're fine. Go ahead and do <laughs> yeah. it. I'll support you." And so he didn't wait for his license to kill. Yeah, Tony Bananas. Which I don't get his motive there. Was he like, wait. they'll probably be cool with it? Wait, like, who's, who? who's Thierry? Te- no, Thierry. I think wanted to like march in on the territory or like yeah. replace Bruno with somebody. But who he was... didn't like even he didn't give the commission's approval. That's what I'm saying. That's... He lied because yeah. he thought that like, well, the Genovese family could like bank off of this. So okay. like, 
Well, let so them, he thought he had the the Genovese family. Yeah, let, the, let them let them fight. Okay, you know, like like we'll we'll let these guys fight it out, and then we'll come in and sweep it up and get a bunch of money. Okay, so that guy sucks. Yeah, so Bruno was assassinated by a gunman working for Caponegro. Mm-hmm. Do you know how he was killed? Yeah, he's like shot in the back of the head with a yeah. shotgun in in a car, that and they just blows. they just left him there. Yeah, and there's like a what photo. A Oh, I didn't see the photo. I didn't look. I briefly looked at it, but the photo is just like him. Like they left him out. Like it was yeah. a fucking like sign. It was like that Scorsese movie thing where he just like his like mouth's hanging open, and they just leave him in a car in the driver's seat. Jesus, that won't do. To be found. Yes. No good. Um. So and then like that was that happened in March. In April, Caponegro went to New York, thinking like, hell mm-hmm. yeah. Time to get promoted. This shit's dope. This is the best part. Just like, that is the awesome thing where he's like, I did a good thing. I'm the cool guy that I thought I was. Yeah. It's cool that we didn't get like them to sign off on murdering that guy, but I made the right move, and now New York's really going to appreciate that. I'm going to put on my nice suit and get my hair cut, and I'm going to go to New York and wait for my big party. Yeah. And then the commission basically comes together and like, we did not give you permission to do this. Like, yeah, you, you've, you've royally fucked up. And so they had him no murdered. Banning. He was killed Hell by yeah. Joe Mad Dog Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Who was there's a, always a guy called Mad Dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that in all facets of human life, there's always a dude named Mad Dog? Oh, yeah. Like and Mad, Mad Dog, Dog Mattis. Yeah. I know a guy named Mad Dog. I don't know a single Mad Dog. Um, uh, but apparently I haven't met enough people that I so, don't know Mad Dog. So Mad Dog Sullivan oh, a Mad Dog. was a mob enforcer in Bronx. In Bronx. Yes. And this is the guy who, in 2010, in an on-camera interview, was just like, oh, yeah, I totally fucking murdered Capa Negro. Like, like I did it. So in April 1980, they found Tony's body in a trunk of a car in the South Bronx, 14 bullet wounds and knife wounds, and his mouth and his butt were stuffed with money. Yeah. They like okay, stuffed this, up. That is this is not the that time yeah. that you, we are going to talk about a corpse that is found stuffed with stuff. That is coming up within the next like five minutes. Well, that yeah. fucking blows. Okay. Yeah. That's a big revenge thing, apparently. Huh. Yeah, because it's just like you what, were too What green. denomination of money? I think it was hundreds. Like, I think they Damn. put a, a decent amount of money in him. Because, like, the whole thing was like, you got greedy. And to show that yeah, you got okay. greedy, sure. we murdered you and, like, stuffed you with money. Because, like, I guess now in death, you got the thing you wanted. Which is, like, kind of cool. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't like the idea of defacing a corpse in that way. But I, I, I get why the, why the mob would think that this is a power move. Yeah. Like, it just seems like a waste of money to me. But Yeah, those yeah. are hundreds. I mean, who... who I don't. Who I don't know. I think I read that it was hundreds, but I do not know for certain. Do you ever think about the fact that those hundreds probably exist are in circulation? Yeah. Well, you know, it's definitely. It was definitely a point of bragging for Mad Dog, you know, because he stuffed it with singles. People are gonna be like, "What are you broke? Fucking like you yeah, couldn't like, spring for hundred? Go to an ATM, dude. <laughs> Get some hundreds. <laughs> like, come on, man. Stuff his asshole with hundreds and his mouth. If you're really gonna send a message, yeah. So I wonder how after many hundreds that is. <laughs> Tony Did ba- he ball him up? <laughs> so after Tony Bananas was whacked, yes, and stuffed with money, mm-hmm. uh, here's where we get to our the our, Chicken Man, the Chicken the Man, chicken Phil- man. Philip the Chicken Man Testa. I keep over. wanting to call him Chuck Testa. <laughs> yeah. I know. Do you remember Chuck Testa? Nope, John. No, 
Chuck Testa. Chuck Testa? Yes. Okay. Hey, no. He's the guy who did the the. Uh, What's it, I want to, he stuck taxidermy. animals. Taxidermy. I want to oh. say ventriloquism. No, that's where you stuck oh, your yeah, hand. Yeah, into yeah, okay, yeah. He had those commercials where it was like a stuffed bear, and oh, it would like God. cut to it, and then someone would act afraid and be like, "A bear in your backyard? No, Chuck Testa." And it was like a viral meme for a little while. Yeah. Now funny. he has a YouTube channel, and he still just does like. I love videos. how Nick was like, John. Do you remember Chuck Testa? And you were like, No. Well, no. Well, I said, <laughs> Yeah. Nope. That's the thing because he was fucking like already launching into the the catchphrase, the meme catchphrase. Yeah. Even though in the point in conversation that you shoved it in was like not congruent. Well, I just, I just see, thought you were feel like I was setting like, up. No, John doesn't remember that. Like, <laughs> that's no what way. I thought. Also, I well, looked at you true. and then paused. I mean, then, you know, point yeah. taken. So you're not wrong. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how online are you? Uh, five or six, probably. Yeah, I told I talked to John last week about this. Okay. Told him, gave him a little rundown of the scale. Um, so Chuck Chuck Testa, Philip Testa. Actually, his middle name is Charles. <laughs> right, so Philip Chuck Testa. Philip Chicken Man Chuck Testa, also known as the Julius Caesar of the Philadelphia mob, apparently, uh-huh. or they just called him Philly. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that's. I feel like that's. You got to get some respect to be like, okay, yeah, he's the one who gets to be called Philly. Uh, well, it, it ter- things turned out bad. So, but apparently him. what I was reading about him was that he very much, like, um, he was the underboss for Bruno, and he very much carried himself in a way that was, um, like, very plain. It said, honestly, one of the best things I read about this was if you go to Chuck Testa's Wikipedia page, it says, like, and at a young age, he married a very attractive woman. Citation needed. Yeah, that's what I was going to say <laughs> earlier. That's very... Named Alfia Archidiachano. And the entire, the entire thing about him is just, like, he really admired Julius Caesar. He considered himself, like, an elder statesman of the mafia and just wanted to, like, not... You know, he was in that idea of not being violent. He basically like, was Mario. Letting people... Yeah. I'm like reading this thing, and he has a big, thick mustache, despite the mafia saying you can't, can't have, have a mustache. It was against mafia rules to have a mustache, and which he, is amazing to me, because I so, bet it was a thing where they were like, we hate the cops. They have mustaches. We don't. We have no mustaches. Chin straps, yes. Like, well, because like, what are Italians good at? Bread, <laughs> pasta, fresh Sauces. tomatoes... Growing the fucking a mustache, you know, like, no mustaches in the market. That's the fucking key. So yeah, they, except this guy, and it said he wore plain clothes. And another thing it said was that he never cheated on his wife. Yeah, most mafia members had mistresses, but not Philip Testa. Yeah, I do love this thing where they say he gives off the appearance of being quote a badly dressed plumber than an old world Don. Yeah. And like, yeah, he's Mario. Like this dude, just like Mario, who had the chicken box, shows up. Uh, seems like a decently stand-up guy, I guess. For a for a mob boss. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, it, I I like to imagine that the person who put the attractive woman there was his son. Yeah, Salvatore. Yeah. Because like, I feel like he was just like, like nobody talks shit about my mom. My yeah, mom was beautiful, and my beautiful. <laughs> my father never cheated on her. Well, yeah, he didn't... Philip test. <laughs> oh, damn, I missed this. There's a guy in this story whose name is Virgil the Blade Mariuti. Excellent. Yeah, um, everyone's got either a ridiculous or very cool nickname. There's no in-between in the Mafia. No, yeah. no one just has an all-right nickname. The Blade is such a good fucking name. Mm-hmm. The Blade. 
Like, damn. Okay. That's good. So what happened? The Blade also sounds like the guitarist for a U2 cover, man. That's true. Yeah. What? So what happened to old uh, Philip Bobby Tasta? Doll, the chicken man. Uh, they blew him up. And damn. they blew up his house, too. So, real quick aside. Mm-hmm. I, the thing that is really funny to me is that makes it sound like two different acts. I was uh, about to say that. No. It's, it's one act. It's one act. They put a nail bomb underneath his, his like, porch. Uh, yeah, his porch. So when he like went to go in the door, there was a guy standing by with a detonator, and um, what they say like they could see parts of him like from blocks away. Yeah, blocks away, just Oof. flying away. And they did rush him to the hospital, but he of course died of like bleeding. Yeah. So the here, the thing here that's important to set that up, I guess, is so, what's important is that he bled out and then he died from bleeding. No, 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 no. Testa before he was murdered, he and like one, two, three, four, five, couple like. Like a handful of people were indicted on racketeering charges in like a RICO case. It was like yeah. one of the first RICO cases. Yeah. So RICO is like a, a racketeering influenced and corruption or racketeer influenced and corrupt organizations act uh, passed in 1970. It's the Organized Crime Control Act. It's the thing that they talk about in The Dark Knight, where Bates, you know, didn't start there. But basically, if you can nail a low level guy with a crime, you can charge all the other people with the same crime. If you can prove that they're like, they did it together, it allows the leaders of a syndicate to be tried for the crimes that they ordered others to do. Yeah. So like, if you can just get a low level guy to flip and testify, it like, it was like pretty instrumental in like weakening the mafia's hold. Yeah. Um, and these guys got indicted in a case. Mm. And then like, wait, was it the Philly family? Uh, the Bruno family? Uh, I think so, because it's, okay. it's like Frank Narducci, uh, Harold Riccobene. What I was reading about was... Uh, uh, Pasquale Spirito, who came up somewhere else. You know, Pas- Pasquale Spirito. <laughs> That's a fucking uh, wild shit. I, his name came up somewhere else because he was one of the people with a very like amazing nickname, and I cannot... Um, I will jump back in with that nickname when I find it, because I remember seeing his nickname and be like, <coughs> Damn. <laughs> I think um, I think we should get to the devil and then take a quick Pat the break. cat. Pat the ca- Pat, Pat the cat. The yes. Cat. Pat the cat. God, it's like a cool nickname. I think it is a cool nickname, and it's also like it sounds like a board game, and it's also just a cute activity. Yeah, it's amazing. Where's Pat the cat, man? Where's Pat the cat? He's patting the cat. Uh, nice. Very nice. So yeah, they blew up. Uh, Chuck Testa, and that's where things kind of go to shit. So mm-hmm. if we're going to take a break, I feel like... Yeah, we should take a break, because when we come back, we're going to start talking about a little Nicky. Yeah, I will Nikki. leave you with this factoid. When Philip Testa died, he left his son, his estate, his son who he loved, Salvatore Testa, he comes up later. Mm-hmm. He left him eight, like an estate worth $800,000. That included a bar in Atlantic City. Yeah, a really all, shitty yeah, bar. I read this, yes. That bar is on the site where Donald Trump decided he wanted to build the Trump Plaza. And so Trump paid Salvatore Testa $1.1 million for the bar so that he could demolish it and build Trump Plaza, which I'm pretty sure is the thing that like failed. Like, wasn't it like the casino that failed or is it unrelated? Yeah. It's the hotel and casino that like, yeah, yeah. Closed in 2016. It was one of the things that failed. He, He owned a number of properties on the boardwalk in Atlantic City that were all linked and one of yeah. them failed, I forget. Yeah, the casino went under in 2014. 
Nice. Then so, the casino was the plaza? Yeah, Trump so it's plaza like the Trump the Plaza casino. Hotel and Casino. All right. But yes, I, I thought that was such a beautiful, like, yes, give me the cherry on the top of this mm-hmm. beautiful Sunday. Like, it's just like, when is Trump going to come up? Yeah, because, I mean, that shit, like, that guy up. Like, it's yeah. not like, and it's not even even an anti-Trump thing, so much to like, he's a real estate developer on the East Coast. You want to <laughs> fuck him up. Like, yeah. <laughs> you'd be dead if you did it, you know? Sure. Yes. Right. Let me get back. The roofing union. We'll be right back. Hello, all you themekeys, themecos, and themekers out there. It's Nick, once again, just reminding you about the Patreon. Um, if you like what you're listening to and would like to help support us in some of our crazier ideas, like going down to visit where they make rock fire explosion, uh, making animatronic versions of ourselves, um, starting to live stream this, maybe even buying a, a third proper microphone, uh, would really... Love, your support, and of course, your money. So go to patreon.com slash think. And we are back on Think Like Think, but with an M instead of an N. I'm still Nick. I'm still Paul. I'm still John. And when we left off, we were talking about uh, how the... So not so much that they blew up the chicken man in Philly last night and they blew up his house too, but they... There was a joint action. They blew they up his They filled him full porch. of nails, folks. They pumped him with nails. And I think Paul has a fun fact about those nails. Uh, the nails used were roofing nails. Um, and they, they essentially did it to try to pin the uh, bomb. Could you say nail, nail the... Bomb. Yeah, they tried the nail, to nail the roofers union, the roofers union, mm-hmm. because they were getting a lot of money from the roofers union. Yes, like the roofers union, the hotel workers and restaurant union, and uh, there's another union that was like pretty big with the mob family, but I can't remember what it is right now. That didn't work out too well for them, though. So there's a power vacuum. The first time in a long, Dyson. long time. Yeah, I, I damn. Dyson, and they're not paying us. Fuck Dyson. Fuck, fuck all vacuums. I don't care how many balls your vacuum has. Sucks. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. How many balls do you want on a vacuum? Well, the Dyson has one ball. Okay. And it does suck. I don't know if you caught that. Hey. Uh, Say say what you said again. (laughs) I said I don't care how many balls your vacuum had. It sucks. Say it again. I'm not going to say it Just keep saying it. Say it again. We're edit, edit this out. Uh, I'll think about it. God damn it. All right, now you have to lead into what's going on with this power vacuum. So after the power vacuum... Uh, after the power vacuum. After the, well, in the power vacuum, uh, uh, Scarfo, to- Nic- Nicodema Scarfo. Uh, Nicodemo Scarfo, also known as... Well, Nicky. Can you do an impression of... Adam Sandler in the movie. I, I I think that's worse. I think that's more racist than the Italian accent. <laughs> okay. Somehow. It's like okay, I'm not gonna try and do it. I'm proud that I don't have a good Adam. Because I forget what he just talks. He's he, a demon that got hit in the face with a, a shovel, shovel. So he's a lisp. Mouth to the side. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not do it. Let's just talk about 
Yeah. That Scarfo, movie sucked. I tried to rewatch it. It's really bad. It's Kyle, terrible. I think, still has a copy of it on DVD in the, the trunk of his car. Fuck. It just lived there forever. Um, the big thing here Push is that... Push that car into the river. Part of what got Scarfo into the position that he did is he was friends with the Genovese family consigliere, Louis Mana, whose cool mafia nickname was Bobby. Yeah, Bobby Louis Mana. Yeah. yeah, Louis the Bob Mana. <laughs> yeah. So, but in the in the, I feel like you didn't. I probably skipped some stuff. Peter Casella. It was the whole thing where it was Peter Casella oh, and, yeah. and then Little Nicky. Tim Casella and Little Nicky. Um, Little Nicky, aka Scarfo, aka Nico Demo Scarfo. He was um, the consigliere, consigliere of Testa of the Chicken Man. So he was the chicken man's confidant. And Costello was the underboss. Yes. And the underboss, things never work out for the underboss. Very rarely. So little Nicky uh, pretty quickly takes over. Yeah, they like force, they set up a meeting with uh, little Nicky and Peter Costello. And Costello says that. Narducci, who is this Frank Narducci character, who's kind of been in the background like the entire time, uh, had Testa killed so that he could take over the family. Um, he was one of the people named in the, uh, or Frank Narducci Sr. was named in the Rico the Act. Rico. Yeah. Rico Suave. Uh, I know, so, I've been thinking about oh, that yeah. the entire time. I was waiting for you to make a Rico Suave joke. I didn't have anything in response. I, I did, yeah, I happened. didn't. I didn't have a good. I'm glad you went with just saying Rico because yeah, I, I didn't know where joke. to go from that. Yeah. <laughs> that's the entire Rico. joke. I was looking for a beat that's, too, and there joke. was no second beat. Yeah. Bam. No, so the important the thing beat. here is that Narducci was uh, like revenge killed by Testa's son Salvatore. Yeah, and that's where it's fucked up. Okay, so Testa's son becomes this like big character in um, Little Nicky takes over. And when he takes over, um, Testa Jr., uh, Sally, Salvi, 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 uh, Testa, he's kind of like a fucking monster. Yeah. As much as his dad was like a pretty laid back, like frumpy Mario type, um, who considered himself like Julius Caesar, uh, Testa Jr., Salvi just like loved murder. Uh, I read things that he took to it naturally. He was a very like good looking, charismatic guy. Who um one time there's one thing where like apparently he told some underlings to just go like kill this guy that he didn't like at his family dinner, and they were like we didn't want to murder any children so we just told him that the guy wasn't we told Salvi that the guy wasn't home. Yeah. And they're like, but he was a natural for he wanted to like show how violent he could get, and uh, well, when to he be fair, not what, to be fair, but like why would you want to be fair? His dad this? did get murdered yeah and when he did finally get the revenge killing of the guy who like blew up his dad who like pre- i think it was the guy who like pressed the detonator that yeah, yeah. narducci yeah narducci. Or, or not narducci the the guy who actually did the killing mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I don't know this oh uh, um they found his corpse with just like his throat was full of cherry bombs he just stuffed oh, like cherry bomb damn. fireworks he didn't set them off that wasn't how he oh, died whoa. but he just like shoved them down his throat that's very that's a that's an option right there's there. There's a lot of like Old Testament ass shit here. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's like what people like about the mob is that it's 
civilized and savage at the same time. Which you know? is the big thing of uh, Scarfo is that he was not civilized. He was like pure savage. Oh yeah. That's why him and uh, Testa Junior Testa Son got along so well. One thing I read said that um, Scarfo was really into like the cowboy shit. Yeah, wore like nice. a hat, cowboy hat, and boots. Jesus well, no, Christ. so so, so uh, the chicken man wore a cowboy hat. And oh, boots. okay. And then his son wound up starting wearing that. cowboy yeah. hat and boots. But um, little Nicky, he would just be into like, as opposed to like the traditional like mob killing happening like kind of behind closed doors at night. Like he was about like public executions. Like he wanted more bodies found. He wanted more people scared. Because, like, that was power to him. Yeah. So he, like, any minor disagreements, he would kill people. I feel like, and I feel like what you learn is what different, like you said, what different people consider power to be and to look like. Yeah. Like, different conceptions of what, especially men, you know, like, this is all a very macho kind of thing, what powerful men are supposed to act like and behave like. And this guy, like, Lil Nicky looks straight up like a Joe Pesci character. Like, yeah. he has that He's, face. Yeah, it very much does. That look, hair. I'm looking at him right now. It's very much like, am I funny to you mm-hmm. thing? That's, yeah. like, that's basically probably based off of this dude to some degree. And they probably called him little because he was short. Yeah. Um, he was, like, 5'8". That's not that short. I'm, I'm fucking 5'8". <laughs> yeah, that's not like, that short. not very short. Well, <laughs> Johnny... That's, that's just I mean, a normal height. Yeah, that's like literally average height for a human being. They should have just called him Nicky. Normal Nicky. No. Normie Nicky. <laughs> At the risk of being bad, mm-hmm. Italians are like shorter, right? I feel like. There was a whole thing with like Rome. Generally, yeah. That they were described as being like short. Because I remember they talked about how they would just. I don't know. S- stab up. I feel like I've heard this. Mm-hmm. So, 5'8, if you're Italian. That's not. Maybe it. It was an ironic nickname. Was Actually, skinny? I'm not finding where his height was 5'8, so maybe I'm thinking of somebody. They also called him Lethal Nicky. You're just, you're just thinking of normal Johnny. He was 5'8. Lethal Nicky. So stupid. The, so here's a fun fact about little Nicky's history is that the first person that he murdered, apparently, said he also committed his first murder with feared, and then Wikipedia says, according to whom? Hitman. <laughs> Like, I feel like if you're a hitman from the mob, the mob, you're probably feared to some degree. Uh, but his name was Felix Skinny Razor Di Tullio. Oh, Skinny Razor, yeah. Because he always carried around a very yeah? small razor. Well, damn. He was always on his razor scooter just going he around. He apparently uh, intimidated Donald Trump into buying from him. Oh, yeah? So... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff. Do uh, we want to get back into the narrative of oh, it's three hundred dollars? Yeah, sure. It was three hundred dollars, by the way. What shoved into uh, Tony Banana's body? Three hundred total. I don't know. So how. hopefully, mixed That's, denominations, and it wasn't just like three hundreds. Yeah, it'd be not. That seems less stuffing like and more much. like oh, I tripped and accidentally dropped some money on him. And three hundred singles sounds like way too much. Yeah. So maybe twenties. Twenties probably. Twenties tracks or fifties even. Especially Ooh. accounting for inflation. Twenty twenties in like nineteen seventy. That's quite a bit of money. That's about yeah. right. It's like a fifty today. So, yeah, the big thing with uh, Scarfo is that he like had like a dream about running a, an empire. Yeah, and he also came to power um, when Atlantic City approved gambling. When uh, there started being casinos on Atlantic City, 
or in Atlantic City, and he got in on that shit. And also got way more into construction. Yeah. So it was like gambling and construction were Scarfo's big, big goals. I think he was also uh, into drugs. Like that's when they started selling drugs. Yeah, there's a thing here where it talks about um, he implemented this street tax on criminals, which is like a thing that they didn't do in Philly. It's a thing that they did in New York where like the mob basically wanted anybody who was doing crimes like drug dealers or loan sharks to basically give them a little kickback. Sure. And like exchange for allowing them to continue to operate. Uh, and that wasn't a thing they did in Philly. Scarfo did want that to happen. Um, yeah, Scarf was all about like kick up still. Like, if anyone yeah. was making money, he wanted a piece of it. Yeah. He, did you read about the uh, Rico Benny war? Uh, I yes, a little bit. Uh, Rico Benny. Rico Benny. He was uh, ha- is... Harry Rico Benny. He was this like uh, long, long time area mobster who just didn't trust little Nicky Scarfo at all. He thought he was like a narcissist, like a complete fucking monster, and he just didn't want to like respect him or pay him tribute. And uh, when it finally got down to it, they uh, started a war that lasted for two years. Um, it- Scarfo killed three of Rico Benny's men, and Rico Benny killed um, Scarfo's consigliere. Yeah. And then. Rico Benny and like his brother and another gunman were all arrested and sent to jail, and then that was the end of that. Yeah, because they're like, interesting to think of of course, there are factions within the mob, yeah. but yes. And this is one of the few times I found in this that someone just like gets arrested rather than is murdered. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, the crime family's biggest racket were the control of labor unions. Uh, during Bruno and Scarfo's reigns, uh, they maintained a degree of influence over the Roofers Union, Local mm-hmm. 30, Iron Workers Union, Local 405, Laborers Union, Local 332, and Teamsters Union, Locals 107, 158, 331, and 837. Getting into the numbers. What the people love are the numbers. Yeah. Um, and they they extorted money from meth dealers. That was a big that was a big thing in the seventies. Was or uh, I guess in the eighties. Yeah, now? we're in the eighties now. I yeah, think. meth was a big thing. Huh. I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, especially in Philly, I guess. It's like the biker meth, right? That's yeah. the real like early. Yeah, right. Heavy duty speed. A... Was that what, what is it called? Speed then? Yeah, yeah. Right? Probably yeah. Now we call it. He meth? had Pat the Cat whacked. In 83, which is during, I think, during the, the Rico Bene War. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because that ended in 1984. Yes. In 84, he had Salvatore Testa murdered. Yeah, that's... Uh, that. Did you read about why? No. I okay, didn't. so that's a fucked up thing. So Salvatore Testa, you know, the chicken man's son, was always, like, super loyal. And... Um, oh, it's because he... Yeah. I'm getting there. And then <laughs> he, uh, he was engaged to marry this woman... That was the daughter of another person involved in the mafia. And then he called off the wedding. And apparently a contributing factor of that was that um, his, like, fiance was renovating their house and adding all this, like, 
nice like regal shit like marble like fountains and he just thought that was so like gaudy yeah, like, and over the top and he wanted to be like a simple man like his father was that dressed like a raggedy plumber and so he called it off and then uh this guy uh do you have his name it was uh scarfo's underboss salvatore merlino merlino yeah and uh merlino was like can i kill him for bailing on my daughter and scarfo's just like it just said yeah i just thought it was totally fine but then wound up um soon after realizing that uh that guy was like a raging alcoholic yeah so he kicked him out he like demoted him yeah so he's just like Scarfo's just like existing in a world of like like his version of the great purges just like anyone yeah. around him that he can find a reason to kill he's yeah. doing it well that's that's the thing that like that's a manifestation of power in certain people you know yeah and, and eventually what wound up happening is like Scarfo just kind of got arrested for a bunch of stuff like he and a bunch of his top people uh, got arrested for like racketeering, murders, attempted murders, extortion, gambling, narcotics trafficking. Uh, they went to jail, and eventually they were like, "Well, he can't really run the mafia from jail, so we gotta get a new guy." They bring in John Stanfa, who I don't know anything about, honestly. John Stanfa, he was the one that was um, he had a fucked up nose, like his nose looks like he got yeah broke. Yeah, but he was from like uh actually from sicily oh yeah okay. like he he was someone oh, they the commissioned the yeah they like sent in a big boy in the big island now this is about where i stopped researching yeah and honestly i kind of skipped ahead to because this was the second philadelphia mafia war and uh, yeah there was a the New York Mafia, I guess, intruded into Philadelphia Mafia's affairs. Well, that will because do. they they were the ones who basically had uh, John Stanfa installed, um, and so there was a a big tussle there. Um, the big the big player here is Joseph Skinny Joey Merlino, who is Salvatore Merlino's. Before we get son. there, I just want to say uh, a big point is I think there were. Thirty to forty people in the Philadelphia Mafia murdered over the course of the eighties, and then by nineteen ninety, um, twenty-one members were incarcerated. Eleven were under indictment. Six turned government witnesses, and the Pennsylvania Crime Commission reported that there were only twenty-four members who were free and not facing criminal charges. So nine, by nineteen ninety, it was a very low point. Pretty much anyone that Scarfo had not personally killed or ordered killed. So, so how? The mafia isn't that goddamn big. Like yeah. 50 to 100 members at any given time was mm-hmm. kind of the estimates. Why? And, and yet they're terrorizing all of these unions, all of these restaurants. They know people. Like, that's really what it is, is they had connections and they had people who were, like, willing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, because it was, like, there are 50 to 100 Member. members. And then they had a bunch of associates. And that was a big thing, is that, like, yeah, it was because to be a made man in the mafia, you have to be Italian. Yeah, you had to be of Italian descent. If sure. you're a criminal and you're not Italian, you then an you're assist. an associate. You can't actually be part of the mafia. You're just someone they work with. Yeah, right. So I feel like that's a lot of it. It's like, yeah. Like, they're not working with any Polish people. I mean, Pol- there's Lux. a Polish associate, you know. Yeah. But you're not going to have a Polish mafia member. Right. Um, 
So Skinny Joey uh, winds up taking over at some point. And honestly, yeah, at that point... Oh, yeah, because Skinny Joey, that's the, the second... Philadelphia War is about the fact that they bring in the Sicilian guy who's very old school and under Scarfo under little Nicky there were all these like uh, more and more like street thugs and it was very like it was more based on young people who were actively like doing street crimes and doing violence and they had no like respect or regard for this like older Italian guy that comes in and wants to do stuff like it hasn't been done in a decade so that's what led to that war and yeah what was his name? Uh, Skinny Joey. Skinny Joey. He's one of the like main like charismatic like street thugs. Yeah. So in '94, Stanfa and a lot of uh, 23 of his men were arrested on racketeering charges, uh, which is the largest prosecution of an organized crime group in Philadelphia's history. And a lot of the evidence for this case were was recorded conversations Stanfa had with people in his attorney's office and his doctor's office because he thought that attorney-client privilege and doctor-patient confidentiality would protect him. <laughs> what? Nice. Like, That's brilliant. Doctor, what? Doctor-patient doctor? Doctor, confidentiality. Like HIPAA? Uh, like yeah, like, like, but he talked in his doctor. Like, he had meetings in his doctor's office thinking that, like, oh. because he's in a doctor's office, like, this oh. stuff would apply. Like, legally? Like, in a court of law, they couldn't... I guess so. But the FBI got a warrant to... Like, once they figured out that he was doing that, the FBI got a warrant for it, which is... I got... Yeah, it's fine. So, yeah, he basically screwed himself over there. Um, Wait, because there was one guy they tried to intimidate who ran a business, and he basically immediately was like, nope, and went to the FBI. uh, John Vesey? I think so. Yeah. I feel like that was just like that was the way to do it all along. This is be yeah. like, I oh I've seen these mafia members. I feel like they had to get through the eighties, and then like once it yeah. was the nineties for some reason, it's like oh yeah, well you just go to the FBI. I guess at a certain point, it probably became just kind of like you're still fucking here. Well, so a big thing here, and this is what's really interesting. Basically, once Merlino takes over in the nineties, basically. The mafia as it existed was gone. And so all these people who were in the mafia are mostly people whose only knowledge of it comes from pop culture. Right. So at a certain point, it almost becomes like a parody of itself, um, which is like really kind of interesting. Um, it's a guy, Joseph Legambi. Legambi. Who... Uh, Got out of prison and came back and... He got out of prison in 97. So he'd been in prison for 10 years. So 87 was like the end of Scarfo? Yeah, it was like like starting to go downhill, but it was still kind of a little bit relevant to the old days. And then like... Everyone was still like afraid of the mafia. Yeah, and then 97 when he came back, it was like garbage. Um, So he kind of like... He became, uh, what what was he named? Uh, Acting boss, essentially. Yeah. Um, So, like, Merlino, Skinny Joey was still, like, the head, but, like, Gombi was, like, the person who was actually doing stuff. And he kind of put it back together. Um, And, like, uh, what happened to him? He got arrested 
trying to figure out what happened uh, to Lagambi. Um, it seems during this era, it's just people like getting released from prison, going back to the mafia, and then like yeah. them either being killed or arrested again, and then just more people who were in prison take over. And they're just kind of cycling through, like, former mafia members. Yeah, and, and so, like, it's weird. Like, the, it really dies off. Like, there's not a whole lot. Skinny Joey went to jail for 14 years for racketeering. No, that's another Bruce Springsteen line, about, if there's ever. I was about to say, Skinny Joey went to jail. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but, yeah, he... Uh, then he, like, got out and has, like, a nice $400,000 home in Boca Raton. Um he got back in jail because he hung out with a buddy, an old mob buddy at a cigar bar, and then was implemented in another racketeering scheme. Yeah, um, from this point on to today, it's pretty much just like, mafia's not what it was. Yeah, they just do like some gambling stuff. Yeah, like backroom yeah. gambling, some fraud, a lot of drugs. There's some mafia in Vegas, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's gotta be. So here's the interesting. That's that's for another episode. This ah. is from a Guardian article that I found yeah. uh, from last year, October of last year. Who Merlino, uh, like, got brought up on all these charges of like gambling, but the FBI mishandled a witness so that they could, a lot of people plead pleaded down, like they got lesser charges. Yeah, and they just pled guilty to those, so they go to jail for a couple months and get out fine. Um, Merlino did not. He wound up pleading to a single gambling-related count back in April, um, and he got sentenced to two years. Uh, but one of the things they quoted as him saying as he left the, the, the courthouse was that President Trump was right. They need to outlaw the flippers because I guess Trump said something about, like... The flippers? Yeah, like mob informants. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Trump said something about mob informants and how they need to get rid of those. <laughs> and, and this guy was just like, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Which is just very funny. Um, it is funny. I, I, um, I know, there's, there's so much weird stuff at once you get to like... Yeah, we could do an entire series on the Philadelphia mob or just mob nicknames at large. Yeah. It seems like the Philly family today the, is the boss. Still skinny, Joey? Yes. Oh, there's still a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still the boss, even though he's, I guess, in jail for. What are they a doing? Uh, running apparently, meth, heroin, fentanyl, marijuana. That in April, four soldiers and associates in New Jersey were arrested on drug trafficking charges. Yeah. So it's mostly drugs and illegal gambling. It sounds like. What a fucking drag. I know. It's so, like, this is the thing about the mob is that everybody's like, man, the mob's so cool, but like, really, you're just doing stupid small time crimes yeah. and wearing like at first nice suits and then later probably worse suits like leather jackets no. skinny joey oh. showed up to court in a hoodie cool okay yeah. he was he was once known as the john Gotti of passiunk avenue yeah because john, yeah. he was like very flamboyant hoodie. and he like, showed up in a hoodie just tasteless Trash. Like, put the ICP in charge of something like this. The names, and not all these, like, fucking fakes, you know? The names have gotten also very disappointing. Um, Skinny Joey, his acting boss, this one's kind of cool, is Michael Lancelotti, who they call Mikey Lance. His last name is Lancelotti, and they call him Mikey Lance, which sounds like a missed opportunity. Uh, underboss Handsome Stevie, Consigliere, Uncle Joe, boring. 
The only name I like is in the North New Jersey faction. The capo goes by the name Scoops. Ah. Oh, yeah, Scoops, because he had all the details. Mm -hmm. He had all the scoops. That's a very good name. It was always privy to underworld gossip, quote the source. But even better, um, he's in prison, I guess, but uh, they have a soldier goes by the... His name is Vincent Cinturino, Cinturino, and he goes by the nickname Beeps. Oh, yeah, Beeps. Scoops Beeps. and Beeps. Beeps. Scoops and Beeps. Scoops and Beeps are like... That's cute. That's a good buddy cop yeah. film. I would watch like a series about like the... It's not thriving. Uh, whatever shape the North Jersey Mafia is, just falling around Scoops and Beeps as they like... Try to ask like a McDonald's for a cut, and they're like, "You gotta speak to our general manager." Yeah, and you're like, no, we're fuck it. All right, can I just get a <laughs> yeah, Big let's, Mac? Let's just sell some fucking heroin. Stupid. <laughs> Do you want to buy some heroin? Oh yeah, that's easy. Yeah, they hit yeah. the rallies out in Eastgate. Oof. It's just yeah, it's just not. I don't know what we thought the mob did, but like, it turns out they're just like. They're just criminals. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not... just a little more. Well, but organized. the thing, the thing that's the wildest thing about this, and reading about all this stuff, is like they did a lot of crimes, and like none of them really went to prison for that long. No, I think, and I think the coolest thing about the mafia is that that like they go to prison, but everyone always seems to like not stay that long. Like they get away with a lot more. And yeah. The coolest thing, I think, from the movies, at least, is that it always seems like the mafia has... Because they're, like, you know, shaking down, like, every restaurant and bar. Like, you can always get a table anywhere at, like, the fanciest restaurants. Yeah. Or, like, you can have the whole bar to yourself and stay, like, open as late as you want. Yeah. Like, that there's always a the back advantage. room. Like, these are the things that, like, that a, a reasonable person would want to be powerful for. It's like, oh, I can, I can eat or drink where I want, when I want. Yeah. You know? Or like, like I can I can have the run of the place. I can be free to do what I like, you know. Whereas, but like I feel like in general, you don't you don't get access to that kind of power without just becoming crazed yeah. and like just being like, yeah, kill kill a dude, put a cherry bombs in him. Yeah, that's a, a prominent thing. So maybe just the lesson I learned, really the lesson we all learned along the way was sort of takeaway. Just, I'm glad there's not a Cincinnati mafia. Yeah, and I would not want to be part of it. Small time. Yeah, it's like twelve guys, <laughs> and they're just like hanging out at fucking Tom and Cheese or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like uh, in Cincinnati we have fucking Jeff Ruby who like wants to think. Oh my god, he's anything. Like I think he wants to position himself as like, like a mob guy, like a mafia yeah, guy, you know. but connected in that way I don't think he's connected I mean if that's what like the remnants of the mafia are is fucking Jeff Ruby and his steakhouses in Cincinnati yeah man no. I, I don't want to cut of that you know no alright I think that's all I gotta say about Philly you got anything else to say about the uh, Philly uh, family fuck them fuck them alright fuck them that's been a uh, our lesson for this theme I feel I feel like, like everything I just learned has slid right off me just like 
a shotgun blast to the back of the head. <laughs> My brain is now empty. All right. And so what? I don't want to touch that's, that. That fucking sucked. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I didn't like that. Yeah, that's bad. Fucking blue. That's what I remember. All right. What are we doing next week? That's we, a good question. We well, got to learn about something. We talked about some kind of crime crime or conspiracy I really think that Kim Jong-un's brother oh yeah that's a very really good, good. alright I think that would be a real banger of an episode yeah, it'll probably so be like kind of short what is the idea uh, Kim Jong-un supposedly allegedly I, th- I don't know had his half brother so is this assassinated half? Is this- no Kim Jong-il no, it's Un. Yeah, Il is dead. Damn it. Il's the dad. And then Un's the current. Well, right? te- half technically, the dad is Kim Il sung. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I mean, in our lifetime. And this oh. will just be a good excuse for me to like talk a little bit about what little I know about North Korean history. For um, sure. Yeah, but so he had his brother, his half brother, assassinated in a Malaysian airport by two women who ostensibly thought that they were in a reality TV. That's show. right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I remember hearing. It'd be cool to unpack that. To and like, didn't I feel like that might be the, all the information that we know? So we'll see what happens. Didn't one of the women have like a shirt that just said, said lol. "lol"? Yeah. Yeah. It was this the the brother who was like kind of the party animal. That's I think what the yeah. story was that like he was he was just getting too wild and crazy. Yeah. Like it'd be like if. This is maybe a bad analogy, but oh, if, it, I can already tell if it's Dustin bad. Hoffman had Tom Cruise whacked in what? Rain Man. Okay, I've never seen Rain Man, but that was always yeah. You you've completely have, missed have you? the fucking is, point is of Rain Man. Dustin Hoffman not like an uptight no brother, and then Tom Cruise is kind of like a part. Oh, yeah. that's why he takes him to the casino because he can count cards. Because that's the. Because in the early 90s, the way they used autistic people in movies was, was like... To make money. Yeah. To right, be fair, I right. think that's what autism aware... Though, what's that? Autism Speaks. There's that one really shitty autism I mean, ultimately, I think the takeaway from um, Rain Man is very good in that it's about Tom Cruise being like a piece of shit hustler who only views... Who's like ignored his brother his entire life and only comes to him to use him not or like not even view him as a person but to use him as a tool yeah and then he realizes like oh he's a motherfucker and then and then they go get pizza at the Pompilios yes i don't exactly know the order but yeah you're the, way off on the that the the one scene <laughs> yeah, that i do remember from that film wrong. is that Dustin Hoffman has to get underwear from yeah. Kmart yeah he also has to get home to watch Judge Wapner because he has these like compulsions. Yeah, these things that he needs. Um, I think a think you would have been way better if you just went with like an Odd Couple reference. What's an Odd Couple? The Odd. They've made like a hundred versions of it. Um, if you said like if Jack T- Lemon got Walter T- T- Turner Hooch. I mean, the obvious comparison is if like um fucking Donald Trump had Baron. Whacked because Baron was he's going playing too, too much Fortnite. Yeah, he's playing. He he Don, Don Jr. Don Jr. And too many of the Fortnite dances and, and, <laughs> so, and so and Don Jr. Don, had him whacked. Big Don the or, and Big Don the Lemon Man had to say like, "All right, it's time to cut this shit out." And it's like, let's put a whack out on this kid. Oh, is there any video footage of Baron doing a Fortnite dance? 
Uh, no, I I don't even know if that's a real thing. I don't know if, if anything is known conclusively about okay. Baron Trump. Because like, he's like I, sixteen or something, right? No, he's, he's a youth. He's a, like he's a like he's like ten. Oh, he's definitely playing Fortnite now. He's ten, and he's already like seven feet tall. Yeah, Mike, that kid when he hits puberty is going to be like the just president. Linguini. <laughs> he's gonna be Linguini. He's gonna be tall and thin. There's no no doubt about it. What if he's like, what if he's a good basketball player, and then we have to live with Baron oh, Trump? That'd be weird. <laughs> Just... He's the one that we don't know about. Like, I don't know if he sucks. I mean, it's hard to believe. He's a kid, so like, he's a kid. He's a tw- he's a tween. We can't put it on. You him have now. like eight years. He hasn't even done anything cool. Like, like. At least the Bush daughters like got arrested for trying to like you know about purchase thing about alcohol, how, um, and like Malia got yelled at by a bunch of racists for drinking wine. You know who Rufus Wainwright is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a story about smoking meth at a party with the Bush twins. What? <laughs> Damn! What? I don't think I don't think they smoked meth, but he smoked meth, and then he saw them, and they were at a party together. I need to find that article. That sounds that like sounds, a banger of yeah. a party. Anyway, so Baron Trump. Hey, get it together. Yeah. You've got a long way to go, kid. If you want to, yeah. You don't suck yet, but like, get it together. Just fucking work on it. Just like, and he could get away with it too. Like, like the Bush daughters, there was so much controversy over like. It's a lot of scrutiny. Probably not that fair. And like, same with like the Obama, the Obama kids. Yeah. A lot lot of of scrutiny. Mm -hmm. Baron could probably like murder the pandas at the national zoo and everybody would st- still be like up in arms over like the Mueller report or whatever that like he could get away well, with it. And that. also, he's ten, and like it's not fair to make fun of ten year olds unless they like really, really, really obviously suck. Yeah, and, it's just not cool. They you just don't have anything at ten. You don't know who the fuck you are yet. And when we have like Don Jr. and Eric and yeah, the rest of the Trumps just suck so conclusively yeah. and Ivanka? so finally Ivanka, and then there's the the Stephanie. There's a there's oh, a yeah. there's another Trump daughter that nobody yeah. like, like it, not even Donald Trump and like his wife remember. And there's just no reason to lay into a little boy, you know. Well, yeah. It's just cruel to do that. Right. And and you said like if he murdered the pandas, like we already have photos of uh with what Don Jr. and Eric, which is like large murdered wildlife. Yeah. 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 Like these guys are wildlife murderers. Baron is just a Fortnite player. He probably plays. He's probably great at Fortnite. I mean, Speaking of wildlife fine. murders, did you see the thing where the guy got like murdered by baboons? We say what? He was like some like, Jumanji. Yes, basically, uh, some some fucking piece of shit. Like probably a dentist or like low level like doctor position went over to Africa to do the whole thing of like I'm gonna kill big game animals, and I think he killed like a lion. Or something, but then, like, on his way back to the lodge, encountered a family of baboons that just tore him apart. Yo, this, um, the marketing for this live action CGI Lion King is getting ridiculous. That's my joke. Yep. All right. So, hopefully, let's research that uh, assassination murder and, and if see, we have to expand, see what we find along the way. Talk about. God, man. We'll just talk about the, um, how do you... Juche. What? Juche. Juche. What's I think I think there'll be plenty of material there. It's, like, weird and obscure, but it was also, like, the news story and... 
Yeah. You know. What do you refer to the family as? Like the collective. Kim, the rock? Kim family? Is it the Kim family? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Kim is the family name. <laughs> Where's what's Jong come from? Uh like Kim Jong il. Mm-hmm. Jong il is his like name. Okay. And Jong un is Jong un's name. Okay. It's just like the first part of the name. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll have to familiarize myself with the naming Il, conventions. Il Sung is like their the like founder of North Korea, essentially. Okay. He's the one that like all the statues were of, and like people say that they're deluded or whatever because they prayed him every day. Like we don't fucking just shit our pants every time we see George Washington on a television. So I, That's true. You, you have two hours of this to look forward. Yeah, to. yeah I'm right. so excited to talk about. All right, we're gonna make that. Like one I don't fun. even like North Korea, but like there's a weird history of like stuff. That's fun and interesting. Well, I'll try and bring on a guest for the next episode um, so we can try and break up that a little bit. But I think it'll be very fun. Uh, any closing comments? Plugs? Uh, not for anything, my own stuff, but Harold, previous audio guy, Harold's mm-hmm. band, Sweet Lil, is putting out an album on the 29th, yeah. which is two days from now, but probably like a week and a half ago by the time you hear it. <laughs> so this. there's a new Sweet Little album out. Go buy it. Yeah. Like, a support his band can, like... They'll be playing. Yeah. Throw some money on him. But, like, after the show. Hand it to him. Yeah. You get the... Metaphorically. Throw, the, throw dollars on him on stage. Yeah. I mean, why not? People like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, I guess if you have an idea for a topic or you want to be on the show, um, do you email are lonely. us. Uh, just email us at uh, theme the podcast at gmail.com as always you can find me Paul Vine on Twitter at electric mainline. electric mainline I might change that at some point I don't know it feels hard to say uh, but I did ch- finally change my display name to uh, corrupted data pastor I saw that yeah I'm at four fun shapes all the word for fun shapes that was John, by That's the way. That's me. I'm John. And, and I'm, I have a Patreon. John. Silas Choice. Oh, yeah. Plug your Patreon. I got a fucking Patreon. What's the URL? Uh, Patreon.com slash Silas Choice, I think. Or maybe it's just John Massey. It might be John Massey. I think it's slash John Massey. I'm, I'm doing a great job. So on the Patreon. Anyway, Try them both. Sign up for both. I'm going to put a fresh Patreon thing up yeah, tomorrow, so... You know, it gets updated. Eh, I'm typing in frequently. John Massey, and we get. Uh, no, it's not John Massey. So it's Silas Choice. <laughs> if not, then maybe they just canceled it because they were like, "Your content fucking sucks. You can't have a Patreon." Uh, yeah, Silas Choice. John Massey is creating adult art. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, it says songs. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Go on the Patreon. There's some stuff. There'll be more stuff. Uh, you can also check out patreon.com slash theme the podcast where we are producing adult art. We're kind of shifting. This is some adult art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's real raunchy, real uh, experimental. Yeah. It's something. Just uh, take out your wallets and put them on the internet. Just I'll, take, I'll s- take your debit or credit card out of your wallet and just... Push Take it, a picture. Push it right through the screen. Put it put directly onto the internet. Take take out your wallet. Take out your debit card and or credit card. Take a photo of 
the front and back, and then email them to fimpthepodcast the at gmail.com. Get murdered, have your mouth stuffed with credit cards. <laughs> and uh, care you, of fimpthepodcast.com. And, and you have our permission to let us uh, do a little bit of credit card fraud. Uh, and then go ahead and ca- go ahead and cancel it. Just dispute those charges. Mm-hmm. It's fine. We are going to upload this temporarily, and then in a month we'll cut off this in part, so no one can ever prove that we did crimes. Like like our favorite Italian boys, we've done some crimes. You can also find me on Twitter at bad underscore underscore Luigi. I really need to get that down to one underscore, but there's a guy named Luigi. It's his real name. So, yeah. uh, damn. I guess that would be my Philly mob name. Bad Luigi? <laughs> Bad Luigi. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, what would your Philly mob name be? Shit. Uh, boy. I don't know. I feel like I can't come up with my own name. I feel like that'd be unfair. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mine, I, I've thought a lot about this, and mine would definitely be Twitch. Twitch? Because I Twitch. have a lot of facial tics. Because you stream video games on yeah. the internet all the time. I mean, I guess, like... Electric mainline, like electric mainline, is the closest thing I have to like a nickname mm-hmm. that could have been, yeah, applied in that but way. But I'm trying to think of like a Philly name, like yeah, a Philly, like a Philly fucking, screams, like a, uh, the, the Onion Man, Paul the Cheese Stick. What's more no. Philly than the Cheese Stick? Uh, gritty. Paul Hoagie vibe. <laughs> I feel like it would be Hoagie. Just for no Hoagie's, Hoagie's like, pretty good. Yeah. You would, you would just make a hoagie and then yeah. be like, man, that guy makes hoagies. That's him. That's him. All right. All right. Paul, we ready? Paul the Philly fanatic vine. <laughs> I think we're done. Um, thanks for listening. Check us out next time. Catch you on the next app. That was a better end thing, but we don't remember what it was. Um, I... We should just spitball some right here. No, the music we always, is already rolling. Yeah, we already did that. If you have any suggestions, no, we can edit. We can edit. Oh, you're right. Um, well, we have. We'll just find the good one, but we'll put it on right on in here. Uh, so, was something about the bell ringing? Um, uh, that's not for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for think.